uh, everyone else recording? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, we do have to begin the show um, on a somber note. Recently, one of uh, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time was interviewed, and they asked uh, they asked if he would ever make a return to the ring. And unfortunately, Hulk Hogan stated that in the past ten years, he's had twenty three surgeries, ten back surgeries, both hips, both knees. Hulk Hogan will never wrestle again professionally. To which uh, I believe the Fight Boys would like to wish him a hearty. <laughs> We wish you well in your future endeavors. So welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling, and hey, yo, it's Scotty Moore. Bad times don't last, but bad Blakes do, Blake Tanner. Give it up for the bad man, the Dylan. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. I thought about using that one and saying you don't know why the podcast is still here, but (laughs) (laughs) that seemed... That, that seemed disrespectful. <laughs> uh, but Flicks yes. toothpick at camera. <laughs> Fully big rest in peace to Scott Hall because he's another one of those people like Brody that like after their passing a whole lot more shit came out and everyone was like, no, like he, I didn't know he came up with Sting, like the current iteration of Sting. Oh yeah, no, I knew oh, that really? one. I didn't know that one. Hmm? I just, for me personally, like as someone who struggled and struggles with addiction, it was nice at least to see Scott look his demons in the eye and say, fuck you, you're not taking me down. And so that made me really happy that he got past all of that and then got to live at least somewhat of a life after a go into the Hall of Fame. And uh, someone on, uh, everyone on Twitter at once was like, he was the coolest wrestler. He is the reason that cool heels exist now. And that makes me like super hyphy for him as a person. He, uh, someone said, he is the only man to go on television and act Cuban. And when it comes out that he's white, no one got mad. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's all right. He's, you know, he's white, right? And they're just like, do you have any idea how good he made us look for like, <laughs> for like five years? Are you talking about the bad man? No, he's one of us. My favorite thing is when you look at pictures of him back when he was, like, coyote, or, like, in Japan or stuff, and just full Tom Selleck mustache. Oh, yeah. um, Just just sexy in a whole different way. Just... When I was a lot younger, my dad gave me a bunch of old wrestling magazines, and in one of them I was flipping through, and it said, like, Dallas Page and Scott Hall, and I went, okay, there's Dally. What the fuck is on Scott's face? <laughs> he says this giant selling stash. Uh, back when he was the diamond stud? Uh-huh. Um, God, but- that could have been so much better than it was. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, also coming out of this was Bret Hart's kind of a eulogy, for lack of a better term for him. And it did kind of open my eyes of like, wow, yeah, that greedy-ass corporation's work style, and uh, wrestling in general's work style for the longest time really fucked a lot of people up. Uh, Hart said, I won't blame any one thing, but I do believe that if the wrestling days of wrestling 300 days a year had been kinder and more considerate, if we could have been home with our loved ones more, many of my old friends and brothers would still be there. Or st- still be here. I think Scott would smile to know that so many people really loved him and will truly miss him. One more wrestler, a fine machine, gone too soon. 
My thoughts and prayers go out to his family, friends, and loved ones. Uh, that makes me think of uh, it always whenever um, a, a legend like this passes. I think about uh, Roddy Piper's um, quote where uh, you're talking about he could draw retirement at 65 and he's just like, I'm not going to live to 65. And yeah. lo and behold, that's that's exactly what happened. That at like 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember where I was. I was deadlifting, and then I was so upset, I def- deadlifted twice as hard. Because I was like, I don't know how else to work through emotions at this time in my life. Let's just deadlift, folks. Uh, uh, and then Kevin Nash, of course, agreed, said, I agree 100% the meat grinder wasn't kind to the crews that ran 300 plus days. The mental and physical pain of those years scar hard and deep. But the men I shared my life with were such a special breed and many lifelong friends. Thank you for the kind words. I love you, Brett honored to call you my friend and i'm like okay yeah bring the sides together yes thank you i'm just glad that a lot of these older wrestlers have been able to put aside the bad things and remember the good with each other Mm -hmm. especially the further and further away they get from the fed bad times don't last but bad guys do Mm-hmm. Okay, I need other uh, people who listen to this show, and probably Dylan can help with this as well. I need good Bret Hart matches because everyone's put, put everyone's put over Bret recently, and I was always a Sean guy, meaning I very much avoided a lot of Bret stuff. Uh huh. But he's very fucking good, and I just want to watch more Bret Hart. Uh, I mean, well, if you if you go down, it requires you to watch Peacock, so I'm really sorry about that. Okay. Uh, but if you're willing to go down, like, uh, basically just uh, the pay-per-views for, like, the new gen era, if you just go pay-per-view by pay-per-view of Brett, I mean, he has some TV ones, but, like, from what I can glean from, like, certain, like, overviews and, like, you know, old OSWs, uh, like, he, he was just, a, he, he just put on, like, a Banger. solid match. Per pay per view, <laughs> um, for actually, for six years. <laughs> uh, someone earlier posted. Uh, I think it was a screenshot from Bailey's Twitter. And apparently, when Bailey comes back, she's going to be doing a lot of spots involving like working over legs. And so she messaged Dax and said, "Hey, can I have some matches where Brett works the leg, so I can kind of see how to do that and whatnot." Uh. Dax, within less than a minute, supplied her with ten separate matches, meaning <laughs> off the top of the dome, this man was spitting fire like, you need to watch this one and this one and this one and this one. Can our can our tweet tonight just be to Dax and say, like, hey, yo, give us that Bailey list of matches. You Like, we want to <laughs> see all that Brett shit. Uh, I would, um, honestly, if you want some more interesting stuff and if you were a sean fan if you watch everything of his post wrestlemania 13 yeah whenever like the heart foundation and like like the 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 most popular man in canada mm-hmm. starts happening oh yeah th- that that whole bret hart is a is a baby face north of the border those are those are the good those are some good times that was good shit uh speaking of ftr as well we may be getting babyface FTR versus Why? heel Young Bucks. Why? Why? I don't mind it. I don't mind I them. Do. As, I do. They're think natural they heels. They're, they are natural, lifelong heels. They have been heels for the past six years of my life. <laughs> and never good. They've never been good people. 
Yeah, they've never done a kind, a kind thing to a soul. It would require Brett. It would legitimately yeah. require Brett to come out. That's where uh, I'm at. Although, I- the situation that I would love to see is if FDR is just basically the same, but they just get us on their side because... They're good I don't wrestlers. know. I guess the young bucks have to outheal them. That that's kind of what's happening. I mean, the sentiment a couple J- jokes of weeks on ago. You, I still cheer for the bucks. <laughs> yeah, but we're fucking weirdos. That's not going to change. <laughs> um, but a couple of weeks ago, when like Tully was like, "You guys need to focus on gold and fight the gold, get the gold and the belts and the gold," and they're like, "Tully, we got families that we have to make proud." I was like, "Oh." That's an interesting dynamic to their characters, that they're not just about championships, they're also about, like, family and working and all that. And I was like, okay, I could see them as baby faces. And uh, it kind of kicked off tonight when Dax and Punk uh, fought for custody of Brad Hart. <laughs> and um, uh, the whole time, the, uh, the ass boys were at, uh, at ringside cheering on. FTR, of course, is the heel. And then afterwards, they were making fun of Dax for losing. And then after, later, they were like, you know what? You can uh, you can call us a lot of things, but we're not spoiled, pampered baby or uh, daddy's boys. <laughs> which is what all you ass boys. And I'm, I'm not even going to call you ass boys. I'm going to call you Billy's kids because that's all you are. And I was like, shit, this is actually good. <laughs> Ooh, that cut, that cut deep. <laughs> that cut <laughs> deep in there. Also, uh, they will be fighting the Briscoes at Supercard of Honor, if anyone's interested in that. Um, eh. By the way, <laughs> yeah. neither, yeah. Of you, neither of you guys have watched Dark to see my beautiful face, and that really mm-hmm. hurts. I need to get the screen, uh, just a screen grab of it and put it on Twitter. It's really Good. easy. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly well positioned. <laughs> I'm the tallest motherfucker in that audience. That's, uh, we'll get into my, it's part of my baby face of the week, but yes, that was also me during a certain GCW show recently, but for completely different reasons. But speaking of GCW, poor, uh, not even poor, I th- I'm really happy for him. Uh, Joey Janela is leaving AEW to focus on indie stuff, and also because he's like, I don't think they like me there much. Yeah. Somebody did point out that, like, he was, like, in a match, like, with several high-profile injuries kind of back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah. And that's one of the things where I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right. It's the thing with... I mean, uh, that, uh, I mean it, it, that was more of a thing where people were, like, just hunting for reasons. Because even, even Paige was like, yeah, dude, shit happens. Yeah. Like, it was his... He got cut open because of Janela's knee brace. Like, fuck is fuck's Janela gonna do about that? Wrap his knee in styrofoam? No, but like, it's a that's corporate bullshit. Like, you're yeah. not gonna get, you know. Also, I don't. And this is yeah. until I hear it from someone other than Joey yeah. Janela. This is nothing against like Janela as a person. I don't see him as like an AEW person. I think he works a lot better in the environment of GCW and the Indies and all that. I don't think in AEW they would have ever allowed that man to get in the ring, spark up a cigarette, and then cut a promo while smoking in the center of the ring. He can do that in GCW. Um, no. And I mean, Joey Janela, like, early in Dynamite's history, early AEW, he was a staple. Like, he was a guy that they could bring in that was established, that could help. But it, once 
basically the AEW roster started getting stacked on its own right. He kind of fell into the shuffle, and uh, I'd much rather once him. Once AEW uh, assimilated NXT, yeah. it became a lot harder. I really do feel that had Black and Gold continued and they not fired two-thirds of that roster, yeah. that Joey Janela would have been fine. However, now that Punk and Swerve and Keith and the whole Undisputed Era... And, yeah. like, six other people are there. It's just like, I mean, you good, but you would, you're you not as good as them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, also, he loves independent wrestling to a point where, like, even during COVID, he would go off and do indie shows, which would mean when he came back, he'd have to quarantine for a while before he could come into AEW. So at a, at a, at a point, he had to make a choice, and he made his choice, and it's honestly, I think, the best one, and... I, I really do like that we are in a place with it, with independent wrestling and the whole thing that Joey Janela not working for AEW does not feel like a, oh my God, I can't believe this is, bad. This is so bad for Joey. It's like, no, Joey's going to go on and probably be even more successful. It's almost akin to uh, Jericho and WCW when they're like, would you like to join the NWO? And he's like, fuck no. Do you see what how many people they got in there? Let me go off and do my own thing separately. And that's kind of where Janela is with AEW acting as the uh, the NWO of that affair. Hopefully. I'm really hoping this doesn't go south for him. Uh, speaking of uh, people that you thought uh, weren't going to be around anymore, Kip Sabian's still going strong. And oh, I'd like to. We didn't talk about that. Homeboy was so nice. <laughs> yeah, Kip Sabian was so nice. Yeah, we didn't talk about this story from uh, from Revolution, but we were standing in line for soda, and it turns out that that stand didn't sell soda. They only sold water. So we were unintentionally standing in line for water. And Kip Sabian in full cardboard box on head and the same suit. I don't know how often he washes it, but he wears one <laughs> suit or multiple copies of the same suit. Those are the only two options. <laughs> He's pushing a, pushing a kid in a wheelchair, being real sweet dude i saw him coming and realized okay nobody nobody notices this weird man in a cardboard box hey everybody move uh, and on his way back on his way back pantomiming the man did not speak a word was like oh like was like thank you patted me on the chest when took pictures i also invited him to sit with scotty and i <laughs> that's right at that and he was like oh thank you but he reached into his jacket and pulled out a physical ticket <laughs> was like i got a ticket i can't i got a ticket thank you thank you though fist bump and i'm just like ah oh, all right you're my boy stable now you're you're there, you're there. My can't boy. wait for him to come back as the uh the forgotten pillar slash forgotten one slash uh penelope ford gets to do something else yeah it's gonna be really really fun uh i'm still jealous of him for that it was just like so let me get this straight you you came into to america you got signed with aew and you married a hot blonde just living the american, american dream. dream baby That's american dream is. kip uh also names all his finishers after harry potter shit the <laughs> giant nerd uh um, you got it you gotta love it also, another thing that happened Revolution Weekend that we didn't talk about is something that we didn't see because we were too far away in the crowd. 
Apparently Strowman cracked a kid in the head with his boot at the Control Your Narrative show. Not on purpose, but he fucking... That would have been way better. No. I would have enjoyed the show if that he, had happened. He did the Chuck Taylor <laughs> Liger Capo kick to the... Oh, yeah, the Capo <laughs> kick? Better than Liger ever did, and I just smacked this guy. <laughs> Who no-sold it. I've watched the footage. That guy no-sells that hit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but did I, you, Scotty? Please tell me you read through the control your narrative AMA on Reddit today. Oh, thank the you for what? reminding me. I need to go over <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, EC3 did an AMA. Ooh. Oh, and man, it was. I, I mean, even before, it, from the moment that the mods said that they were going to do it, everyone was like, oh, oh, "Oh, this is going to be a show in its own right." Yeah, uh, he did come out in, in in support of trans rights, which is like at least one good thing I can say about e- EC3. He would not. Somebody was like, "I need you to denounce Nazism, like wh- like white supremacy, and like Western patriarchy." No response. I was just like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> uh, too easy." Somebody was like, "You can't do that. He's got his Florida fan base." I was like, "Ooh." Yeah. You Damn. Right now they they have announced the lineup for their first. Te- like TV taping in Dallas, um, shockingly interesting, and that kind of makes me upset. Uh, let's see. The t- we went to the quote unquote bad show. Yeah. Uh, there's the. Oh hash- no, he did say he actually did respond that he uh, disavows white supremacy Nazi. He responded later. Yeah. To that same yeah. comment. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't think... And he literally said, I disavow all of this misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, racism, fascism, and communism. (laughs) To be fair, the communism bit tracks. His whole thing is based around capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. He just threw in communism at the end real quick. Um, Let's see, there's the project. I'm just sorry that I won't have Comrade 3 in in my group when we finally revolt. Uh, let's see, we've got the Project Pit, which is apparently just five of their little projects in a Survivor Series-style match. Killer Cross versus Vincent. Okay. Flip Gordon versus Fandango. Which made me really upset, because I love Fandango. Look, Dirty Dango's gotta get his money. Dirty, da- Cur- the Dirty Daddy Dango's so, gotta get so that So here's money. the thing, what part about Curtis Dango seems stable enough that you're like, oh, I'm surprised that he threw his hat in the ring with with three concussions in a year, Carter. What part? What part of the man who wants on NXT was quoted as saying, "Why wouldn't I have chloroform?" Of course, he'd be on this show. Then in the main event, Adam Sher and EC3 versus Damo. And this is another one I'm a little bit upset about. Redbeard went from AEW to controlling his narrative in the span of a month. Yeah, I, uh, I love the descriptions of all of these. I'll just read the one so, for the main event. Uh, so, so here's the thing. At this point, I'm willing to let the whole because we went, we're there, and we saw how overblown people's opinions of it were. With the like, they did an Al Qaeda angle, they did a whatever angle. I'm willing to let that go to a bit. And the people who are participating in this, I will no longer be like, oh, I will now only state that how, why would you want to be like part of something that is just like a better production shitty indie? Yeah. (laughs) That's more of what I'm, 
that's more of what I'm holding you all to. Like, not gonna hold you to, like, you guys are fascist supporters or anything. I'm just gonna be like, this is dumb, and you feel dumb, f- you seem dumb for participating. Yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna find a reason to not like it, there's plenty, uh, before you even get to, like, the weird neo-Nazism. You, you decided you wanted to be on the same show as a sex offender and a flat earther. Like, yeah. I really, I don't. I don't know. I, I worry about you. I worry <laughs> about you at that point. Oh God! I wanted to read the uh, the description because it has like a weird. Can the ascension- is man bun Jesus on the show? He's not, or the fucking bear that died. Uh, can the essential character hold true to his vision as it becomes mainstream? Ha! Can Demo find what made him one of Europe's most ferocious competitors? What does family values mean to Adam Schur and his brother Redbeard? That one's stupid. The Flip Gordon one's amazing. (laughs) Great. I'm gonna be honest, though. Yeah. Listening to these descriptions, there may be an untapped market in the mindless, like, reality TV watchers demo. Yeah. That will be pulled into wrestling because of control your narrative. <laughs> Flip doesn't know what year it is or where everybody is, but Flip is here at control your narrative and he's gonna give it his best shot. Across the ring is a former ballroom dancer turned degenerate scumbag looking for an easy score. What will happen when Flip aimlessly finds himself in? The narrative. And Dirty Dango does Dallas. They almost won me over with Dirty Dango does Dallas. They got real close there. I re- I'm, I give that one props at least. It's a bit with the good. sleazy man and an easy score. And I'm just like, ah, oh, God. I need Dango to team with fucking Matt Cardona and the NWA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, there's a game coming out I'm very hyphy for called WrestleQuest. It's literally just a traditional RPG, but set in the world of wrestling, where you can- I don't know if you can play as, or if these are, like, the main enemies. Macho Man, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake, DDP, all in, like, a traditional Japanese RPG. (laughs) And that rules shit for me. If I can't diamond cutter uh, Bahamut, this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that little white-haired fuck from the Final Fantasy? I'm about to give him an elbow drop, big man. Pa-pow! <laughs> bring, me, bring me Sex Ferguson as, like, a merchant NPC. <laughs> <laughs> what you buying, stranger? What are you selling, motherfucker? Now I know what you why, want. You want one of. Why am I not wearing pants? Why are you asking stupid questions? <laughs> <laughs> you want one of Uncle Allen's used carts over here? Come on down to Uncle Allen's off Highway Five. Uh, Mick Foley continues to be the fucking most adorable human being. A, he's he's starting a podcast, which makes me very excited. Um, because I just kind of want to hear him talk. I love hearing Foley talk, and also apparently didn't realize this. He officiated Mia Yim and Keith Lee's wedding. 
Because nice. fucking great. I thought I thought you were gonna say because of that video I posted where he just goes up to a random fan wearing a twenty four seven belt. He's like, check his arm, check his arm. I need this belt. <laughs> That's so good. And he just takes the guy's twenty four seven title, runs off. Uh, uh, he uh, apparently when they announced the engagement, he like quote he replied to the tweet and just said. Hey, if you ever need an officiant, let me know. And Mia DM'd like, you're joking, right? And he goes, for you two? Absolutely not. And uh, so, yeah, he officiated their wedding. So, hell yeah. Big ups to- It's kind of like how Gene Simmons has, like, officiated, like, hundreds of weddings. And Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri's, like, officiated multiple gay weddings. And I'm like, that's that's my shit right there. I hope he wore the most flamboyant shirt he owned, which is all of them. (laughs) No, because- he hates those shirts so much. I know, I know, but he loves the gloves, gay people so much that he wears them anyway. I'm I gonna wish. bring you two together in holy matrimony and diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> Today, you are the mayors of Flavor Town. Um, fuck. I was gonna try to lead into talking about AEW this week, but God, what a what a time to talk about Patreon.com/slash a load of BS, the website where you can support us, please. And you got exclusive content if you're a fan of JWF uh, wrestling. Before every big pay per view, me and Blake are now doing a show called Break. In the Fabe, where we talk about the storylines leading up to the pay-per-view, and proverbially, as the title states, break the fabe and talk about why we booked things certain ways. Storylines, the one coming out ahead of the Regal Rumble, actually is gonna talk about our original plans for last year before mental health took me down for a while. <laughs> but you can get all of that at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Are we are we tweeting Dax Harwood? <laughs> Oh, no, no, I, I really need you to, to tweet at Sammy Guevara and just say, <sighs> never release pictures of you ever again. <laughs> oh, God. Ever. Hey. Ever. Ever. You made Ty Conti seem less attractive. Oh, God. I don't want to be mean. <laughs> Here's what you get. Be um... mean to him. Be mean to him, <laughs> his pineapple haircut, and his douche face. Um, Ask him we, if we want to hold hold a black light over that uh, that TNT title or not. <laughs> okay. Dan Lambert, damn it! Furiously, furiously scrubbing down that strap with disinfectant, burning sets of clothes. Oh, of course, he's not Dan Lambert's not on Twitter. I was gonna say, hey, at no, Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Dan, you can find no information about Dan Lambert, and Dan Lambert is worth a million dollars. Hey, at, uh, what what is it about a black light? Because Blake, that was it. Uh, hey, uh, at Sammy Guevara, do we need to take a black light over the PNT title? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. While I do this, why don't you guys get into your uh, heels of the week? Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about the other AEW point you had i've got a few <laughs> or, or, I mean, or did my or did my counter argument for which one where you're like swerve is the 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 coolest person ever and i said the house of black exists <laughs> yeah but swerve is just cool and ge- like house of black is terrifyingly cool swerve right. I, I feel like if you s- heard me whenever they made their entrance at revolution i was just like they're so cool <laughs> I feel like, because House of Black Eye is a man, say, is cool. Swerve, I almost turn into, like, a teenage girl. And I'm just like, if Swerve came up to me and was like, damn, man, that's a nice shirt. I'd be like, oh, my God, did you hear what he fucking said to me? 
<laughs> so you're letting your buy energy control your narrative oh yeah damn right uh and let's control that narrative a little bit more uh we are hashtag simping for statlander on this podcast folks because i damn what, what? Uh, hold on my, how did i get dragged into this my narrative is controlled are you not simping for statlander I'm a little sad that the full-on alien gimmick's gone. I don't think it's- she could be a, a dark version of an alien. Listen, unless she calls herself the galaxy's most feared, then I'm back on board. Ooh, that's very, very good. Like, don't get me wrong, Chris Statlander is, like, like, fucking power lifter wrestler, like, incarnate in AEW. Uh, but, like, simping- simping's very strong. Very strong words. <laughs> No, I'm I'm I've now in, embraced my inner simp. I okay, used to, great. You do that. You go tweet at Maki Ito. Let her know you're on board. I'm on the simp uh, army. Yeah, great. I when have I ever not been a simp? I guess so. Fuck, I'm already along for the ride. All right, great. Good for you. Um, everything about this podcast makes me uncomfortable every so often. <laughs> uh, although, can I just say because nobody else has said it, drip. Was Statlander? Oh, oh yeah, Statlander's dripped to all hell. It's phenomenal. Uh, are we gonna do the podcast? Is there a photo I'm not aware of from tonight? Is that what prompted this? Uh, no, she's still pretty much the same. It's just, like, darker and then has, like, the blue streak in her hair. Uh-huh. Okay, so, so, an apropos of nothing. She's got that vicious attitude that's like, mommy, oh, okay. mommy, oh, it's sorry, a fear boner. mommy. It's a fear, you're popping a fear boner. Oh, yeah, it's a oh, phoner, okay. yes. Okay, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with that from the early Oscar days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's a feeling I remember well. Yes, it is. <laughs> so who's your heels of the week, y'all? Okay, uh, so listen, I am happy that everyone is to experience... The fourth Hardy Boys reunion. <laughs> However, I'm sorry, the third, because it happened in it, it it happened in Impact, it happened in WWE again, and then it happened here. Matt Hardy should not be wearing those clothes. Jeff can get away with it. Matt Hardy should not. They're not flattering. Dude's got a dad bod now. He was dressing for it before. Looked okay. Does not look okay now. Also, his hair is thinning. He has noticeably thinner hair. That style doesn't work for him either, where he's got a poof. Everything about this does not work for Matt, but he's being dragged along on the one more ride Hardy Boys train, and I just need it to stop. I, I need it to stop. Hasn't that always been Matt's situation, though, when Jeff comes back? Yes, it has. He did it to himself this time for money, because <laughs> he has to support the six children he has. Because, <laughs> like, like, I like he he posted a, a video or like a picture of uh of his wife, and he was like, "Is it any wonder why I have so many children?" And I just wanted to be like, "Yes, because birth control is freely available <laughs> in multiple <laughs> forms." <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of agree. I was hoping almost that Matt would turn on them and just like realign, but it wouldn't make sense. It tonight. wouldn't. No, I don't. I don't even want that. I just want them to change their look. I just want them to update it. I just yeah. want them to update it. Jeff Hardy is in his. What is how old is Jeff? Like forty now. Yeah. He doesn't need to be wearing mesh tops. I don't need what. Like it's not 90, 98 anymore. I don't need that. No that, one needs that. I mean, that was the beauty of them and. 
impact, which is uh, a sentence I never thought I'd say, but it was the fact that th they did update it. Like, even if it was for a while, yeah. like, broken back. Yeah, Brother Nero, and yeah, they looked, they were weird, it worked. Willow didn't. Willow, Willow was strange. I kind of want to go back and watch that era where he's just going, ah, like, that, that laugh is fucking, that, that sounds like some Scooby-Doo in the mm -hmm. 60s shit. I miss Itchweed <laughs> with threes, motherfucker. Yep. That, that, yep, that sounds good. about right. Yeah, so everything like everything about that needs to come back. Minus like the delete, but like that attitude and like Well, they were edge. on the same level is what worked for it, is the fact that like broken Matt was over as hell, so for once Matt was on the same level as Jeff. Uh -huh. This, like you said, does feel like Matt is on a leash as Jeff is just fucking flailing on his way to the ring. Yeah, so I need that to <clears throat> I need that to just change. I need it to change. I don't need this tag team to stop. Good on everybody. The Hardys are are good. Like they're having their their run again, and I I know that means a lot to both of them. Like no, I'm not I'm not here to shit on that. I just need Matt to wear more flattering clothing. I really that's that's like most of this. I was watching the the match from tonight, and I was just like, man, you you don't need to dress like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can still dress like a normal person, Matt. A you normal to... person. He like his last, his big money, money Matt like persona with like the the sleeveless shirt or whatever. Yeah. Like that worked. He that arguably that is the the like the twenty twenties like like decade era version of of the Hardy Boy outfit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you, congratulations, you were already there. Pull that hair back in a ponytail again so we can't tell that you're balding, and let's go. Mm. Or go see the guy that Kaz went to to get your, your plugs put in. Like, one of the two, brother. <laughs> Forgot about that shit. All right, Blakey T, what's your... Don't uh... go to the one that QT Marshall went to. No. Uh, all right, my heel of the week is um, fucking... I'm going back to just annoying people on the internet who just either don't seem to understand that like wrestling is scripted but real because uh this uh like recently this week uh Britt Baker uh, had to come out and say yes the thumbtacks that we used in the match were very real yes they hurt Dylan yeah. you're already raising your hand oh it has nothing to do with that how, okay. how did we not talk about uh about the fact that Blake will immediately be pre-ordering the Blackpool Combat Club shirt as soon as this is over? <laughs> I believe I'm you already mean re I'm ready. me as well. <laughs> I'm yeah. so fucking ready. The uh, minute I Mox was like, "We are the, this is the Blackpool Combat Club," I said, "That's the coolest name I've ever fucking heard in wrestling. Give it to me now." That fucking if you if you mention either one of those two or both of them in the same sentence, then I will fucking go off on a tangent. Um, but no, shitty fans or people that um, insist that because they just don't like a wrestler that the stuff that they do is fake. Yeah, or anything about what they do in the ring is fake, which is like I would, I would never imply that what Britt Baker does is fake. I would imply that some of it's stupid, yeah. but yeah. that's a completely different argument. Which is yeah, un understandable if you come at it from like you could you could have a discussion about that. This yeah. is something that you can't like that is just an immutable thumbtacks went through her body. You can't fix stupid. Um, yeah, the argument was that someone saw Aubrey counting the three 
on the thumbtacks and they're like, huh? And she wasn't flinching as her hand went down into the thumbtacks. Bet they were fake. And I'm like, or quite possibly, Aubrey Edwards is the baddest bitch on the block and will slam her hand into thumbtacks with reckless abandon. She then did tweet afterwards, P.S. guys, bad idea to do that. (laughs) Yeah. And she had like, Puncture wounds all down her forearm. <laughs> Just like you gotta, you gotta admire the commitment. Yeah, but ouch. Uh, I actually I thought for the, at first that was why she had like you know she wears the glove and it's just like oh yeah today that's gonna that's gonna come in handy that's gonna help uh, actually one of my original heels of the week were also shitty wrestling fans on Twitter but for a different reason apparently people are bullying Paige by saying that she's lazy. Because, because she she hasn't returned to wrestling like Daniel Bryan and Edge, who both took multiple years. Yeah. And and a lot of like medical consensus. Yeah. And also, sh- even if she was lazy, go fuck yourself. She's making more money than you and you and the other person who shit talk her on Twitter combined. <laughs> she does all of that by hosting her her uh, Twonly fans, also known as her Twitch stream. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well... P.S. Tony Storm has an OnlyFans, and the <laughs> fact that that made wrestling news made me laugh. <laughs> I mean, I reported it as well to you guys. I was like, hey guys, uh, God is real. <laughs> this, this has happened. <laughs> is she still... Is she still... In, is she engaged or married to Juice Robinson? Because that only makes it funnier. I forgot about that, because don't they have a shower curtain that's just Juice's face really, really big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I love it. I think they might be, like, married. I think I they're just, just engaged. I just like to think that, like... Her uh, Instagram name is, in fact, Tony Storm Robinson. So, yeah, I guess they're married. Ah. Uh. So... My heel of the week is a man who I have defended vehemently. Uh, A man who, in fact, on the last episode of Fight Boys, I ended up cutting it because the episode was running so long. But we discussed uh, certain things that this person has done, and I'm just fucking done with it. I'm done (laughs) defending him. Fuck Sammy Guevara. Like, it's... In case you were wondering, I was the one that brought all those things up. Yeah. Um... (laughs) It wasn't Blake, surprisingly. Surprisingly, <laughs> Blake didn't go on a tangent about Sammy Guevara. I yeah. know, shocking. Uh, uh-huh. Ty tweeted to Cody and Brandy, Hey, uh, when you, can you guys come back? Because all the haters are coming to us now. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. They are. Because I had the reaction that I assume normal people have to Cody segments during the Sammy segment tonight. Because it showed Sammy and Ty in street clothes, and I uh, audibly just said, fuck off. <laughs> I don't want to see this. I don't want to deal with this. I'm fine with you doing picture in picture. I think they have been legitimately slotted into the spot Cody and Brandy were supposed to be in that Lambert rivalry. Um, yeah, which, okay, that's fine. It's a- which, is why, which is why Cody dropped the title to Sammy who then dropped the title to Sky in a very short amount of time. Yeah, this is all we've done. All we've done. Now, granted, granted, from the female side, upgrade. Okay, 
that's not how that works. That's not how things work. We're not gonna use those words. There's a better. There's there's a better worker to work with Paige Van Zant when she wants oh. to wrestle. Upgrade for oh. this rivalry. Oh. There are two wrestlers, not one wrestler, and a wrestler's wife. Okay, Fuck. but I just love I'm, the realization. But I definitely thought you were talking about something else there, and I was like, no, no, that is not at all what we're saying for this segment. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I meant the I meant the quality of the rivalry okay. went up. Okay, okay, thank God. Uh, but yeah, I don't have to listen to Brandy Rhodes talk anymore. Do you have any idea what a blessing that is? Who told you it was open mic night, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you did when you went on that ten minute rant a couple weeks ago about MJF and Punk. Somebody said that. Um, Somebody said that that's what needs to happen on Raw next week is that Seth Rollins comes down to the ring and says, I won't leave until I have a Mania opponent. And then you just heard, who told you it was open mic night? And then Brandy walks up. (laughs) That would be amazing. Biggest heel thing Cody has ever done is made me watch five minutes of Raw every week for the past three weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, according to reports, the, the deal, uh, also the deal has been signed, so this may be the last time we can officially talk about Cody Rhodes. As I, as I mentioned in the, the thing, whenever he, he, he it, it's not just me, he did a blatant ripoff of the punk thing, right, in his announcement? No, he was no, like, on this that, day. No, that was a, ju- that was just a meme somebody posted. Oh, where, thank God. Where it was okay, like, in good, 2014, good. I, read, I, I, I came left. across, yeah. I, I returned. I was just like, because that was the bit where I was like, fuck you. <laughs> In 2014, I left sports entertainment. 2022, I'm back. Yeah. Uh, but no, that was because I could see him. That's how bad it is, is I could easily see him saying that. Just be tone deaf as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, back to Guevara. It's just like. They went so hard in the opposite direction of defending the relationship that I've turned on them now at this point. Because I don't mind it. Like, I understand that, like, things happen, breakups happen. The, we discussed this the last time we talked about it. Like, I feel like publicly they shouldn't have gone this quickly. I feel like that probably ruffled a few feathers in a negative light. But then when it got even more violent and even more weirdly horny, <laughs> so when I was like, I'm, I'm done. Sammy that picture, did, that that picture was like the uh, that was the straw for you, wasn't it? Oh, where no, it, it's just been a slow realization more than anything else. And tonight, when I audibly said "fuck you" as Sammy came on screen, is the moment I said, "Wait a minute, do I hate Sammy Guevara now?" I thought I was on his side, uh, but then, but then he was like, "Yo, I jizzed on the TNT title, and it was a babyface pop." I said, "Yeah, fuck this, I'm done. Let's get." into our baby faces of the week um who wants to go first on this one william regal oh (laughs) okay i fucking i have nothing i just scotty you're like man should be dead by the way like four times like five times like once a year Averages out to one, like, like almost once a year for the last decade. That man is kept alive by just pure spite at the idea of death. The thing with him and, like, the spinal tap and just being in constant agony sitting upright for, like, days. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see. He did an interview. He said that there was this sack around my heart had completely calcified like a goose egg. Uh, it had grown into a solid lump of rock around his heart. 
They cut me open. He's working on this goose egg with a scalpel. And three hours later, you can finally see a beating heart underneath it. Then got sepsis. And then they're like, we got to cut your leg off. And then a random call was made to, I think, some, someone's doctor, his doctor. And the doctor was like, no, don't fucking cut it. The fuck's wrong with you? Don't cut this man's leg off. Inject him with this. Try this. Try this. And then luckily... It was enough to save his leg as well. So he went through all that, came back, flirted with Shivani on television. And then during that set or after that segment, tweeted out a official apology for going. Oh, yeah, over because he ran time. over time with his um, with his promo. Because be- because, you know, people people get mad at, at him. There, there was nothing else that could have been shortened. We should have let William Regal talk less. Yeah, now, but I understand that, but, like, Regal is just such a professional. Like, he was looking at it from, like, the point it's just like, I'm sorry, some of that could have been, could mm-hmm. some of that time could have been given to you, yes. I mean, like, legitimately, no one was upset about it. It was just no. Regal being a full-on professional and being like, I was booked for this amount of time, I went over, I'm sorry. Uh, and then the following week on commentary, he said... Masked man, pray tell, who is that who is wafer this? demon? <laughs> He's I, just such a fucking... And then he slapped the shit out of Wheeler Yuta. Oh, I can't wait for yep. that shit. I love Wheel- the- Wheeler's I- confrontation with Trent. I'm just like, oh, inject it. Inject mm-hmm. it. I'm not looking to be the best friend. I'm looking to be the best wrestler. Oh, yes. Let's fucking go. I'm like, oh, God, the best friends are going to go back to being two dudes again, I'm, which I'm OK with. I'm, I'm very happy about that, actually. Yeah. Uh, but Regal strikes me as like somebody who just accidentally got into a time machine from the Victorian <laughs> era England. And when he got to like the present time, he was just like, well, I can't go back. I suppose I'll just have to go wrestle these chaps in America. Go do wrestling now. I really? suppose if putting me in this checkered pattern and this yellow hat about a song about how much of a man I am, if that gets me over, then lets me hurt people more. Yes, I'll do that. Still I will love, slap a motherfucker. I still love the segment where uh, Brian got them to play Reels Man's Man when he came to the ring. By the way, William William Regal talks about, like, doing 300 Hindu squats a day and, like, doing neck bridges where his nose touches the ground and shit. And I'm just like, I am in way worse shape than William Regal. <laughs> I was like, that is both unsurprising yet still depressing. I, back in, like, when I was still training, I remember following Regal on Twitter because, like, every once in a while, he would just tweet threads like, future wrestlers, Take notes, and then it was just a whole list of shit that he had, like full advice. Like, Did he have a fucking scroll? Hear ye, hear ye, <laughs> fellow wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, he was the town crier back in those King Booker days. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on to uh, my baby face of the week. I have two, and one is breaking the rules, but I don't give a fuck. Biggie fucking Langston, baby face of the year. Man breaks his neck and then immediately cuts a video just saying, y'all, we're good. It's okay. Um, I'll be fine. I, I'll, my spine is still like, and it wasn't just a, 
ignorant, hey, everything's okay, don't worry about it. It was fully detailing everything. He's like, my uh, spine is still aligned. It's all, like, there was just some minor fractures here and there. It was okay. So everything's all right. The first thing this man does after like getting out of surgery and all that was to tell his fans that he's okay. To tell people who was worried about him that he was okay. Also, he, also so that no one killed Ridge Holland. Yeah. Also, he did a uh, shout out shout out our town because he said hey if you ever need to break your neck anywhere uh do it in birmingham alabama and i was like yeah boy let's go some of the best sports medicine in the country Mm-hmm. when uh, seth rollins broke his knee that's where he came mm-hmm. he was right here that's where all just about all of them come after come after their shows and then uh then it came out recently like he was talking about it. he goes yeah i just found out um I was just like a few breaks away from having a stroke and dying, so that shed some light on how life is. I'm really excited to live now, y'all. Biggie, I know, right? De- he deserved so much more than that company gave him. He deserved, like, he he got the championship, which was great. And then they did the same thing to him that they did to Kofi, if not worse, I would say. No, it was worse. No, would, yeah, worse. I would say it's worse. Yeah, Kofi at least had like he a... He didn't even get a mania moment out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, that's right. Now he's just got to be back. I mean, he's had mania moments. He came out of a, a box of bootios, but he needs like a singles thing. Because if you want a babyface champion, that's it. It's Big mm-hmm. E, 110%. And then they just wouldn't do anything with him because they don't know how it's to It's one of those situations where they won't let a star in the making become a star. And mutes their personality to just a diluted as fuck level. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's one. That's my actual baby face of the week. But second one is uh, I had what I would. I don't. Can we describe GCW as an indie anymore? Given, yes. Given that it was running the same venue as like NXT and WWE does. Yes. Okay. Uh, then I will say. I went to my favorite independent wrestling show I ever went to. At least I had the best experience. Um, Because I think the first GCW show I went to might be my favorite overall, just because, like, you were in it. You were in the crowd. You got to cheer along. You got blood on your shoes. It was phenomenal. This time, however, was the most comfortable I've ever been at a wrestling show. Because, A, I was wearing like bright 90s themed pajama pants and a Bucky's hoodie. So I do not look fashionable at all, but I am very comfortable. I am seated at the full back of the arena. So it was like double or nothing where I just had brick wall behind me, but there's not a bad seat in center stage. Um, Next to us on one side is the photographer for the event. So I know they're not going to be talking shit next to me. An empty fucking seat. Let's go, boys. I am sitting there directly in center of the ring. Uh, The GCW astronauts whole event looked amazing because they didn't really have a lot of branding. It was like this black and red ring with fencing, like literal fencing around the outside of it. So it was very bare bones, but it looked phenomenal for what it was. Uh, so I was just, I had a very comfy time halfway through the show. Somebody lied about their seats. So they had to shift around, which point I was like, oh no, now this is what's going to be what ruins the evening. Nope. The two guys who got in those seats were just as fucking cool. Uh, so it was a great night. I would recommend going to check out the show in general. 
because Jonathan Gresham versus Blake Christian put on a fucking clinic. AJ, uh, AJ Gray and Effie was great. Alley Catch and Jordan Grace. I'm literally just reading the match list right now. Uh, and then Joey Janela, like I said, smoked a cigarette in the center of the ring and told X-Pac to go fuck himself. It was very good. Uh, love, love me a good GCW show. It was the best one in a while to a point where literally I was sitting there at, I think it might have been, it might have been during Effie and AJ Gray for the Hardcore Championship where I looked at Emily and I said, because I could tell she was like getting tired because I forget that normal people don't watch dudes fight each other for four hours so i could tell she was like needing a rest and so i said hey don't worry after this will be intermission and she said what do you mean they said the show ends at 11 and i said what do you mean and that's when i realized we were only two matches left before the end of the show it had went by that much that i was like no this is intermission this is only halfway it can't be over yet no it's about to be over uh. We forgot that John Moxley and Brian <laughs> Danielson are fighting. Fuck! Shit! Oh. Uh, it, it, it's just so much. I also got to see Action Mike Jackson, which always makes me happy. I also got to see Effie and tell, told him in person, I made a mistake going to control your narrative, at which point Effie blatantly said, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, i was like hey i i don't need a photo or anything can i just have a hug <laughs> he went yeah come here <laughs> and then he hugged me this is uh, effie is a is a pleasure one of my favorites uh but that's uh that's my baby faces of the week dylan bring us home i actually couldn't find uh granted i didn't look too hard i was real tired this last <laughs> week <laughs> i couldn't find the acclaims rap from friday uh, oh yeah where, where I know for a fact, Anthony Bowens called Keith Lee a king, a, king, a, uh, King Henry the Eighth's speaking uh, motherfucker. Um, which is because everyone loves the acclaim. This isn't going away. This is eternal. Like one because, like, I just I want them to succeed so badly. I'm trying yeah. to Becky Lynch this. Okay, yeah, yeah. this is my this is my new version. Becky Lynch is really, really rich and famous and hot and like she doesn't need my help anymore yeah um, <laughs> meanwhile meanwhile the acclaimed are just two really weird motherfuckers who just <laughs> um but uh yeah the, the acclaimed are great uh they aren't coming up on anything anytime soon other than dark and unfortunately that was a weak caster rap of the weekend uh yeah because I saw them four days in a row now that I think about it. <laughs> well, I feel God, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, my baby face of the week is actually the butcher. Uh, like, um, both. So they did a promo before his match with Darby. They did like a little segment yeah. for the thing. And it made me realize one, how different the butcher looks right now because originally he showed up looking like he just walked out of a dickens novel yeah and was here to murder you that was really and now he looks like an 80s rock star with his fucking aviators his leather jacket he's also lost like 20 pounds dude and is, is now just good. full brick shit house uh -huh. like just mega mutton chops and shit and like he just 
He just beats the shit out of people. And this man is like in his like mid to late forties. Yeah. Like he did a he did a full DDP. He did a full DDP. He's like, man, I don't want to die without having been a pro wrestler. Let's do this. Like, and he's he is. He took a swanton from Jeff Hardy tonight. <laughs> Who landed solely on their legs. Solely. Ugh. I had went to get snacks, and when I came back, Jeff was just climbed on top of something tall, and I said, what the fuck has happened? I left for <laughs> he two dropped, seconds. He climbed a ladder onto something. I was so confused, because the ladder was nowhere near the two tables. <laughs> I was like, does he jump sideways? That seems unsafe. And then he, like, walked across. Yeah. I was like, this is even less safe. <laughs> Uh, someone earlier asked me, like, or basically one of the Wrestle Babies uh, said, I don't get Butcher and Blade's whole deal. And I was like, okay, look, imagine like mobsters from a gangster movie who are just hired guns to go out and beat the shit out of people. That's it. That's all you need to know from Butcher and the Blade. They like money and beating people up for that money. <laughs> uh, don't really care about championships. Yeah. Don't really. And the bunny's there, too, so it's like three psychopaths. Don't just care about flavors. your cheers, just care about your money. Yeah, exactly. Another baby face of the week is a, is a man who looks like he says that is perplexing and rubs his chin when he doesn't understand something. Love Keith Lee. He's also so he's a man who looks like he knows the correct way to pronounce Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one. I'm just going down. Mia, Mia, didn't Mia Yim confirm like three of them? Mia Yim started, <laughs> both of them were retweeting them, but Mia started like confirming shit. She's like, no, he absolutely does this. The one where he's like, that's, I think she confirmed that that's peculiar, peculiar one. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> my favorite one is that Keith Lee looks like he's the guy who snores and goes, me, 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 me. <laughs> Uh, the one I came up with it was Keith Lee. Looks like he says inconceivable at magic shows. <laughs> uh, Keith Lee looks like a guy that would spell color with a U. Oh, this one's <laughs> Keith Lee looks like he'll softly chuckle at a newspaper and ask out loud what Garfield will do next. <laughs> okay, no, that one wins for me. That one's my number Keith, one. Keith Lee looks like he wears a vest recreationally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That one got me a little too hard. Uh, what would you boys? It's because of the number of those you own. Yeah. What'd you boys uh, learn this week? Uh, I uh, I learned that wrestling is a uh, a great place for a lot of people to find themselves and to work through their uh, their problems. Mm -hmm. uh, you Mox and Eddie and a bunch of other people are coming out, and I like that wrestling is now. Uh, well, AEW is a place for mental health. Well, no, Big E came out about his stuff, so I guess for everyone. Yeah. Um, God, I've learned that fucking Blackpool Combat Club is the best fucking thing in the world. I learned that Keith Lee looks like the sort of guy who suddenly gets talkative if you bring up bird watching. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, the Darkroom Video on YouTube, here at BS Network. Watch all great things. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Check out all the other podcasts, JWF Monday Night Ignition, and its brand new sister show, JWF Defiance. We're in the latest episode in the main event. 
your boy, Scotty Moe, goes toe-to-toe with the protagonist of pro wrestling, Kid Bandit, in the main event. And it's starting off that show, my two co-commentators, not commentators, my co-hosts here, the Dylan and Blake Tanner, team up for the first time in years to take on their opponents at the Regal Rumble, Mark Plays and Gazi, and you can find all of that on the Fight Boys YouTube channel. How did we not talk about the Jericho Appreciation Society? Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. It's, we've missed so much. That's entertainment. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot to... Heel of the Week. Chris Jericho was talking about how everybody in his group doesn't use a fake name while being named Chris Jericho. Uh-huh. This is so good. <laughs> I was like, oh, you did that on purpose. You had to. You had to. It's making me it's mad because like, it's making me enjoy Jericho again. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't. I can't, but fuck, you're so good. God damn it. Jericho was meta back in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Go check out Mega Ran. Um, go check out his music. Uh, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do in my fucking signed Live 95 album. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to tell me about some good Bret Hart matches, Dax Hardwood, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.